Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Jewish Reaction, presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union. My name is Eli Hagler, and you're listening to us here on the Nachum Siegel Network, NachumSiegel.com. Of course, we got a great show in line for you today. We've been talking about it for the last two weeks. Uh, joining me in just a little bit will be Eitan Levine, who has made waves through the Jewish community, because aside from being a wonderful guy and working here at the OU along with me, he is also a stand-up comic. Uh, so we'll hear a little bit about that, a little bit of what Eitan does uh, in his own time, and also here uh, at the OU. But just a programming update because of all of the Yom Emino Rhyme and holidays coming up in the month of September. Our next show here on the Jewish Reaction is going to be on Thursday, September 12th. Um, and then after that, brand new information, very exciting, uh, coming up for the new season here on the Nachum Siegel Network, my show, The Jewish Reaction, will be moving uh, to Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. right after J.M. in the a.m. So right before we get into things and introduce Eitan, let's go with our first song. All the music today was chosen by Eitan. Uh, all of it is from the Maccabees. Here are the Maccabees with Come Back. <laughs> Come back to me now. 
the Maccabees with Comeback off their album Out of the Box. You're listening to the Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Ellie Hagler, of course presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union. I'm excited to introduce my guest today, Eitan Levine. Eitan Levine, as I said before, currently works at the OU. He's the online marketing coordinator. But in his real life and his free time, Eitan is a stand-up comedian. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about what he's done and where he's been uh, and how he got into that. Eitan, welcome to the Jewish Reaction. Am I allowed to cough? I've had to cough since you started talking. <laughs> you can, but try to do it away from the microphone. <laughs> oh, God. There it's we like, go. It's like forbidden fruit. The second, the second you start talking, I'm like, oh, God, I should cough. I can't cough. Uh, how's it going? Thanks for having me on. Oh, well, my pleasure. Well, before we get into anything real, how did you... I guess everything's real, but how did you yeah. get into comedy or stand-up comedy how did you decide or find out that you're good at this sheerly boredom i think that was i was i went to jec in elizabeth and uh i i didn't i lived in another town so i didn't have uh, so many in-town friends so what had happened that one after I, when i was like 14 or something i just started like writing jokes in a in a notebook and then eventually like i had enough and i was like oh maybe i would want to so do that's this. how you started from writing no. jokes it, down okay. like were you that guy when you're in a group back. of people you just you know make a joke and it's a good one and you can see a good reaction oh it's all gold it's never it's, it's never all gold. uh <laughs> so you have yet to have a bad joke yeah <laughs> i'm excited for it i'm excited for the feeling uh no what happened was okay, it, it, the, the the story of how i started like uh doing comedy was that i started to think about doing comedy was that uh, when i was younger i when i was younger i had cancer i'm fine now, but I used to be in the oh, hospital God. a lot, and then uh, I used to joke around with uh, with the doctors and, and nurses and stuff like that. And then one time, uh, my doctor, my nurse, uh, who was a, man, a male nurse, uh, came in and he was in charge of the. Is he, a male nurse a nurse? He was a nurse. <laughs> hey, he was, maybe I should do stand up. A comedy. male nurse uh, <laughs> also stands for man purse. There's a lot of. Uh, he so he he, uh, he came in and uh, the joke was that he got us like some really ditzy blonde nurse uh to change my tubes uh my ivs and my mom leaves and uh i remember i, I made some joke and the doctor goes like oh, you should do comedy and that's kind of like where like the seed was really like, oh, yeah and uh that's where the seed kind of started and then eventually like i started keeping a notebook and then that basically just turned into a joke book and then when i was 15 about a week before uh 10th grade 
I went to the Stress Factory in New Brunswick. I remember. What it, is the Stress Factory? It's, it's a, a comedy club. Stand up comedy club in New Brunswick. And I remember that uh, I asked my dad, I'm like, hey, can I get a, a ride to a Stress Factory to do this open mic? And my dad just goes, don't do it. You'll embarrass the family. And uh, what, Was he right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's been uh, trying for them since but then. So this, that was your first time actually getting up in front of a crowd? Yeah, I was 15. Uh, and you did it in a club. You didn't like do it at a family birthday no. party I mean, or I'm just sure, like, like you're practicing in front of a mirror. I'm sure you did. You, yeah. Tons of. Well, I wasn't even thinking, I wasn't even like an outspoken kid I, like or jokey kid. I didn't really didn't think I started like doing anything like this until I started doing it. And then I started doing it uh, as much as possible. I, uh, I, so between 10th grade and, and the time I graduated, like I would like do club, I do club shows and stuff like that. Eventually I was getting regular shows. I remember that there were times where I, I used to, if my parents are listening to this, I used to, I used to tell them I was going to SAT practice, something like that. And I used to sneak out and do sets at, at, at different comedy clubs. So, uh, it became a thing throughout high school that I would just keep on doing it. And then, uh, yeah, and then I went to Israel. I won Israel's last student standing. Oh well, yeah, uh, we'll get yeah. To that in a second. But I want to go back. Go back to your first show, and you do, do you do your dad dropped you off at comedy uh, stress factory. Stress factory. My mom dropped me off. Your mom dropped you yeah. off. Did your mom stay for the show? No, I my parents. You banned her. My okay, so my parents have never actually seen me do comedy, uh, and that's my doing. I, I and not that I'm dirty or anything, but I just I'm weirded out by it. But I recently gave them the okay to that. If they ever want to come see me, they can come see me. Okay, so let me ask you a question. When you're on stage, not that first time, in general, what's the feeling in general? When you're standing, there's, you know, say 10, 20, 100, doesn't matter, people waiting for you to make them laugh. So what's that feeling like? And then what's the feeling like when you have a hit? Or what's that feeling like when you made a joke and in your mind you're going to get a great reaction and it didn't live up? Okay. Uh, so I, doing comedy is kind of like a roller coaster in that like there's a little big build up, but usually like after uh, I usually try to make sure that the first joke, unless I'm doing something new, the first joke is one that I know it's going to get like a pretty big reaction because like at that point you have them in your. You've already yeah. used it before and you know what that opening yeah, line yeah. is. That will get everybody warmed yeah. up and ready to laugh. So uh, so at that point so yeah so once you kind of like uh, yeah you butter the audience up I guess uh, so yeah and then yeah then there's it, it's a great feeling knowing that what you said like is recepted well uh when it doesn't go well i i literally just power through uh occasionally i'll reference if it's a if it's a more of a college show or it's less of a new york audience i'll usually uh comment about the joke that doesn't work or something like that mm-hmm. uh but it's all about me so even a, a quote-unquote failed joke you'll try and turn into yeah like you, you knew, know, you like, knew it was gonna fail but that yeah. was part of the joke yeah i i have this uh I'm trying to think of an example. I, I'm sure I have one, but I, I, I remember that I used to be like, no, that joke was hilarious, guys. You guys you don't, just get, don't it. get it. Yeah. <laughs> so you blame that it on That joke was them. a lot funnier than you guys thought. <laughs> maybe maybe the audience yeah. not as deep as you are. I want to make sure to alienate the audience as much as possible <laughs> when I'm performing. <laughs> to really make sure. I, I really want a, an angry audience. <laughs> have you ever had a show where like, you consider yourself to have totally bombed? Uh, yeah, for sure. I, yeah, when you're starting off, the first one, first show I did went really well, and then after that, uh, the next show I did went terribly. I, it, like, it, but you add, the more you did your standards, probably, yeah. and your judgment of yourself probably got harsher and harsher. Uh, that may turn into, now, now, I, I, I yeah, now I expect, if I, if I don't, like, uh, 
do if I don't get like X amount of reaction or if I don't like if certain jokes don't hit or something like that. Now I'm start I'm a little bit more critical, but like starting off, uh, yeah, you're you're still building a stage presence, still building a stage character. Uh, I tend to talk fast and slur my words, so that was like a big issue when I started off. So for the first like couple of months and years, like that's kind of, it's kind of about uh, honing or or polishing off your stage presence. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. You're listening to the Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network, presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union. My name is Eli Hagler. I'm the assistant director of Yachan. I'm being joined today by Eitan Levine. Uh, Eitan Levine works at the OU with me. He's an online marketing coordinator. Um, but he's also, uniquely, he's a stand-up comic. Improv and sketch also. Well, that's all under comedy. Improv, no, sketch, stand-up. Big difference. Okay, so just to give you a little taste of what Eitan's done. Um, Eitan, uh, since he started doing comedy, stand-up comedy at 15, he's gone on to win a few comedy competitions and even was crowned the winner of Israel's last student standing in 2008. Eitan's the founder of Kosher Comedy Tour, Kosher Comedy College Tour, which has toured around 15 colleges uh, all across the, the East Coast. And on top of that, Eitan's also trained at UCB, The Magnet, and The Pit. Now, those are in New York City, yeah. and those are all improv... Studi- studios? Improv theaters. Improv theaters. Okay. Um, and that's where you do improv and sketch comedy. Yeah. UCB is... Uh, is Upright for, Citizens Brigade on 26th. Between 8th and 9th, and they recently opened up a second one in uh, East in the East Village. Really? Uh, owned by Amy Poehler, uh, Matt Besser. Amy Poehler from Saturday Night Live. Yes, right. And Parks and Recreation. Oh, yeah. interesting. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Okay, now in 2013, you were a finalist for Major League Baseball's MLB Fan Cave. And you've been featured in a number of different uh, publications. That's right. So now when you're featured in these publications, like when you're in the New York Times, that's not a video of you. Well, the New York Times was an interesting, that was an interesting week. Uh, it was, I was recently at uh, NYU and uh, Yeshiva University and I, uh, there was a rally against Ahmadinejad in, in Dag Hammarskjöld. Am I saying that right? Doc Hammarskjöld Square, the one outside of UN. I'm not Sounds saying that lovely. right. That's, that <laughs> did not say anywhere near right. Uh, it was, uh, and, uh, and Sarah Palin was supposed to speak, so I brought a sign with me that said uh, "Palin, call me" with my cell phone number on it. Anyways, uh, New York Times took a picture of it, and I ended up like page six of the Metro section really? the next day with a picture of me, and then there was an article about me. Did they blur out your cell phone number? They so printed it on the on the website. They printed it uh, on the actual pu- paper. I asked them to take it on. They did. Did you get any calls? I got a lot of calls. Really? Yeah. That... This, is, this is also like maybe two, three months into my first semester of college. And you're totally so, random people who saw you on NewYorkTimes.com actually calling you. Yeah, yeah. I had a lot of people. <laughs> I was I was in a... I was, like, featured in Jossip afterwards and uh, uh, Politico and a bunch of other... Animal NYC and just, like, a lot of other blogs and stuff afterwards. So wh- why'd you do that? Uh, you know, I'd It's just say, fun. You get a good laugh Yeah, I'd say that 80% of the... And closer to 90% of the things I do are just trying to get a reaction out of people. I don't know. I, I like uh, I like kind of pushing limits and, and yeah, pushing. But that all kind of adds to the whole stand-up. Same thing. Yeah, it's, it's really all the same thing. Trying to trying to see what makes people react and how they react is kind of like why I do a lot of stuff that I do. Awesome. All yeah. right, we're gonna come back to this in just one second. Here's our next song from Out of the Box from the Maccabees, chosen by Aton Levine. Here is Yavo. <laughs> Sham Nashir Shirkadash, Virdana Nale, Harakamana Hikdash, Ispara. 
was the Maccabees off the album Out of the Box with Yavo. You're listening to the Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union. My name is Ellie Hagler and I'm being joined today by Eitan Levine who is the online marketing coordinator 
at the Orthodox Union and is also a stand-up comic. Uh, Eitan, I want to play you a little clip. Uh, this is something that I found on YouTube. The comedian's name uh, is Tim Clue. You know, I don't know if anybody's in debt tonight, but if you are, I'm going to tell you right now not to worry about it because I used to worry about it and it doesn't help at all. I used to be in a little bit of debt and it bothered me a lot. Now I'm in a lot of debt, it just bothers me a little. And I know why. It's because I figured it out. I finally hit the number. And you know what's key about the number? Is that you don't even know what the number is until you hit it. And then one day you're home, you're just kind of looking through the bills to discover the MasterCard, the Visa, and all of a sudden it hits you. Wow. I can never pay this off. <laughs> well, maybe if I... No, no, no. All right. Let's go to Target and buy a big screen. Who wants one? Come on. Follow me. Yeah, we're going to have some fun. I don't care what it is. We are living the visa loca. We are going to go out. And that was Tim Clue, who's a stand-up comedian. I don't it's know fun. if you're familiar or not. Um, so I, what's your reaction to, to that, to the jokes, to the performance, to the is, is it generational? Uh, no, that's pretty funny. I thought I, when he started talking, his voice, I was like, oh, God, I'm not going to like this guy. He has but, a voice, his voice is someone that I just, I was like, oh, God. But you liked it. Yeah, it was, was good. I like I like dead jokes. What makes death, a know. good comedian? Is it the stage presence? Is it like are his jokes funny? Meaning the fact that someone's a stand-up comedian, you're going to laugh at many things they say just because you know they're a stand-up comedian. I think it's, it's a really arbitrary question. I like I, what makes a good stand-up comedian is if, if is if the stand-up comic is good. There's no uh, cookie cutter definition or cookie cutter look or but you can tell material. or you'll know if somebody's a good comic based on the ability to get a crowd laughing. If you have five stand-up comics performing in an empty room, you or whoever I, you is can't decide who's a good comic. I mean, in the early days of uh, Second City and everything like that, they were performing for two-person crowds, or they were performing stuff that no one was getting. And you know, when when uh, UCB came to New York, uh, you know, they they were doing stuff and they they weren't performing in front of like large crowds, so they weren't getting people to laugh that much. So it's, it's less about uh, you know if you wait for the audience to laugh then you're not doing your job as a comic. You're not doing service to your material or anything like that. As long as you think the material is funny, as long as you think the content is good, then whatever you do, as long as you have pride in it, it's going to be good uh, for you, at least. Or, but that know. doesn't guarantee your continued success. Meaning if you think it's good and you think your material is good, but when you use it, you don't get people to laugh, you're not going to get called back from that club or that comedy place. Listen, or th There is that aspect, but if you're doing it just for... You know, if you're doing it just for a job, I think that I think that the industry as a whole has kind of moved away from having it, uh, having comics just do it just as a job or like, uh, or oh, it's really got it. You got to have a passion for it. You can't just decide, yeah. all right, I'll be a stand-up comic, but but if you and doing, then turn it off. But if you have a passion for it, and you have a passion for a certain kind of material or for certain kind of jokes, you know, and you go out there every night and you're doing stuff just to please the crowd, then you're not doing your job as a comic, as I, I, in my opinion. You know what? If, if you Believe in what you're doing, and if you believe in what you're doing, it's, it's funny at least to you, and it is funny, and you and you really commit to it, and you really do it wholeheartedly. Then eventually, you're gonna find a niche for it, and it's gonna be good once it once you get there. I mean, there. the truth is that, like, not to 
you know, take that in a serious way, but a little bit, that's kind of, that works for everybody. Yeah. If whatever you're doing in your profession, in your life, whatever it is, if you yeah. take it seriously and work towards it, yeah, you know, I, it always pays off. I don't end. know who, I, I don't remember who says, but like the whole thing, uh, is like, if you want to a job, I think maybe this is Gary Vaynerchuk, I could be wrong, but, uh, you know, if you want a job, finding a job is you find something you're passionate about and then doing it, committing to it, and then eventually finding a way to monetize it. But it's not finding a way to monetize it and then committing to it. It's the reverse. But, I mean, there are millions, if not billions, of people who don't do that and who have their career. But, you know... Yeah, they all work government that, jobs. They all work government know. jobs or they're accountants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, hey, they, that was funny, right? Oh, that was so good. Thank you. You got Thank it. Thank you. Or they're in debt. I'm in debt. <laughs> I feel... Last week, I went to Dwayne... I'm, I, I have so little money. Last week, I went to Dwayne Reed, and I had to make a decision between milk or cereal. Oh, uh, well... And I picked wrong. I assume you picked the cereal. No, you picked the milk. I picked the cereal. Why and that would was you a pick terrible... the milk? What do you put the milk in? Nobody drinks milk plain. You could. It's healthy. You could eat cereal plain. It's healthy. No, it's too dry. You can use... When I was in elementary school, there was a girl in my grade who was allergic to milk. And you know what she did with her cereal? Died. How, no, how do you do that with your cereal? No, she put in a mixture of water and orange juice. That sounds the worst thing in the I world. I agree, but she didn't have another option, at least when she came to my house for Shabbos. At that point, I would say I'm a not twin. eat the cereal. Oh, you're a twin? I'm a twin. Not to be scandalous, no. I didn't have a girl come to my house for Shabbos when Whoa. we were in elementary school. Could you imagine? And I wasn't judging. <laughs> you're listening to the Jewish Reaction presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union. My name is Ellie Hagley. I'm the assistant director of Yachad, and I'm being joined today by Eitan Levine. Uh, just leading into uh, Rosh Hashanah, it's always important to remember that Life can always be enjoyable and entertaining and funny at the same time as it is serious. Um, Eitan, I mean, going back to the clip that we just heard from the comedian from Tim Clue, I picked that, not that exact clip for a specific reason, more just the concept of him. And before I explain why, what is the hardest thing to do as a stand-up comedian or in comedy? To actually... Hey, listen, all comics have to do open mics. That's kind of like the thing that you got to do in order to kind of polish your material because you can't, A, you can't always be expected to be doing your stuff in front of a, of a paying audience, an audience that wants to be there. Uh, and B, uh, you got to, you know, just hear your material on a microphone in order to make sure that it's good or passable. So I think that going open mics, you know, I, I uh, <clears throat> at, when I was doing the most open mics, I think at one point I was going to. Eight, and just like eight an open mic week. event is basically just open. There's a microphone here. There's, Anybody who wants to get up on stage can yeah, get up on a stage. Yeah, there's a sign up. Usually a sign up thing, and there's a bunch of comics there. And all you know all the comics. All the comics have already heard your material, so you're not getting any laughs. It's literally just so that you can hear yourself. Oh, you're performing in front of other comedians. Yeah, yeah. These open mics are primarily comedians. I, once in a while, there's like a tourist who like walked in and was like, <laughs> he, made a, he made a wrong turn. <laughs> yeah, some British guy. Uh, so, yeah, that's... Uh, so doing those are kind of like really depressing. So that's like the I think that's, that's a little bit broad. I mean, obviously, I don't know anything about comedy. I, I think to me, the hardest thing for a comedian to do is to be funny, but be clean. Anybody can no. be dirty and be funny. Uh, I think that I don't think that there's anything wrong with being dirty, though. I think that it's an art form. I think that I think that as a as a culture, we've kind of uh, drifted past like. Uh, Oh, what's the? I'm thinking. What's the comic? Uh, like Andrew Dice Clay stuff. I think that his stuff was was so like explosive, and and he was the first to kind of do it. So his stuff, 
uh, you know, caught on because because it was he was the first to really do something like that, or like Sam Kennison or something like that. I think as a society, we've kind of come to the point where, oh, if you want to be dirty, you really got to earn the laugh. You know, if you want to do something crazy, if you want to make like a certain joke, you really have to earn the right to make the joke, meaning that that joke's got to be really funny. Right. You know? but, but again, like, I mean, I'll tell you, I, li- I live in Riverdale and yeah. my shul, uh, RJC, the Riverdale Jewish Center, a few weeks ago over the summer had like a comedy night on a Saturday night where they had two or three, I don't remember if the comedians were either Jewish or were known for being clean, but there are people out there, a lot of people in our world who wouldn't want to go to a comedy show because the material could be considered or they consider it yeah. inappropriate. So I think that's something that's really yeah. hard to do to make sure that your material is, you know, Good enough for all types of people. I think, I th- yeah, I think that I think that it's a it's just a style of comedy. I think that uh, you might have to work a little bit harder in order to make sure your material is clean for a specific events or something like that. But uh, I, there are people that excel at that, and I'm sure that there are people that specifically won't do it. It's it's really just like a style of comedy as much as anything. You know, someone might be a musical comic, someone might be. I don't know, some other kind of comedy, uh, puppets or carrot top or something like that. And then I think clean is definitely just another genre of comedy. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the comedy world is huge, especially yeah. now between internet and yeah. YouTube and all the social media and whatnot. Yeah. It's probably taken, you know, quadrupled or quintupled or whatever, you know. Yeah, I think there's also, like, more of a... I think with internet and with, you know, there's so many sketch groups and there's so many gr- so much great content out there, so that the, the onus is... Re- the, the the drive has really been to not just put up stuff, but to put up stuff and find a way to make it, you know, shine through the clutter. So I think that's kind of, like, what the what the big thing is now. Because, you know, anytime anybody does, like, anything interesting or finds a way to, you know, to get through that clutter, you know, that's 15 minutes on Upworthy, and then, like, the next day, that's something else that's there. So as a comedian, what would be your... Being, I guess, relatively dreaming here, but also with some sense of realism and uh, just being realistic, what is your dream profession in the comedy industry? Online marketing coordinator for the Orthodox Union. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, the things that are just so easy and obvious, we're going to leave aside. I'd say uh, uh, the associate online marketing. No, um, I. So what like would to, you love to do? You know, that like would to, be at the moment. Listen, I'm just going to continue right. Like I, I do improv. I'm, I'm on a weekly uh, house team improv at the uh, People's Improv Theater, and that was an honor to be part of. I know we were moved to the, uh, to the main stage recently, so I'm just going to continue performing. That's at Upright Citizens Bird. That's at the People's Improv Theater. Uh, Where is that? On 24th and Park every Wednesday. I had a show last night, and it went really well. Uh, so you can kind of check me out there, but. I'm really just you know performing as much as I can. I, I write sketch. I, I write with a sketch comedy group called Sandwich, which is a bunch of people at the pit. And I also uh, we're starting a new show called Two Weeks Notice, which is with a bunch of other great comics. You know, just kind of just doing as much stuff as we can, and you know, just I'm, I'm just kind of cultivating content and making connections and putting on shows that I am proud of and that I you know I, Sandwich had our had our show a couple about a month ago. You know, we were very proud of what it was. So the goal is really to just keep on making stuff that I'm proud. Of, you know, and it is writing. the hope of all stand-up comics like yourself, like people who are in your improv group and, and whatnot, to you know get quote unquote discovered and to to make it you know quote to the big time. Yeah, to, get, to yeah. get there. I think yeah. I mean, whatever get there means to people. Right. I think that 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 definition of get there is changing. I don't know if you saw uh, Kevin Spacey gave a he gave a talk last night on how uh, he thinks that within the next couple of years, uh, the TV uh, how TV is viewed and consumed is going to be significantly different because uh, you know television networks might be, start skewing their stuff more towards because uh, Netflix has seen a lot of uh, success with House of Cards and with. Uh, 
uh, Orange is the New Black and right, a lot Netflix of stuff like that. Online service yeah, only. Online service, and, they, and they've been creating they, their own shows. And not only that, but when they create them, they they upload all uh, a whole season at once. And you don't have original. to wait week by week. Yeah, so they you kind of give the consumer what they want when they want, you know, and let, live it up to them to consume. And I think that that's, you know, so because media is changing constantly and, and what the definition of, of making it is and, and, you know, getting a job and stuff like that, and everything's kind of shifting, so whatever making it is now is it might be different in a week from now. Wow. Yeah. It's so interesting. Yeah. You're listening to The Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network, presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union. My name is Ellie Hagler, and I'm being joined today in the studio by Eitan Levine, who is the online marketing coordinator for the Orthodox Union and is also uh, a comic, a comic, a stand-up comic. A kamak. What is a kamak? It sounds like a Hebrew, like a... It's a very like fancy Like a dagesh. <laughs> it's the difference between bravo and bravo. <laughs> oh, perfect. Um... Eitan, tell us a little bit about your current job here at the OU as the online marketing coordinator. What are you working on, and what what uh so where I, are we headed? I work with uh, with the website a lot uh, with their promotions and stuff like that. We have a uh, really like when Tisha B'Av uh, broadcast uh, uh, broadcast came up, so we were figuring out how to promote that. Uh, you know, with uh, Rosh Hashanah and, and Yom Noraim coming up and everything like that. So we're figuring out like how to you know promote our awesome awesome events and stuff like that so that's one aspect the other aspect is i work with the social media with the twitter uh facebook uh you know uh we're launching ou facebook soon uh so check us check out that so um yeah just uh working with that and the last thing i do is i work with ou life which is uh ou uh orthodox living so it's articles uh about there's a uh, food parenting uh, inspiration articles uh, just articles that are that are typically considered yeah. to be in general interest to the yeah, jewish community ever, evergreen pieces or you know now that we're in the holiday time a lot of our pieces have been like related uh, to Rosh Hashanah to getting ready I bet you there yeah. are recipes and yeah. uh, we th- put th- up things a, like that I just saw something about a new sitter that came out or something along those lines I don't yeah. know if you're interested you can always go to OU.org yeah. um, you know to find out more about it um, and what's coming up uh, so the newsletter's coming up every uh, every Friday every uh, Thursday night we send out Shabbat Shalom newsletter uh, what's coming up how many people does Shabbat Shalom newsletter go to uh, so I think it's like 60,000 I wow. could be wrong that's uh, incredible. But I get it every week. week. I love it. I print it out and I read it every week. It's a highlight of my week, sending wow, it out to you. Wow, that's fantastic. Well, thank you very much. I send much. it out personally to you. You know what? Yeah. I appreciate that. We have that. the Lifter, you know, that we send it out to, and then we have Ellie <laughs> so there are two groups: Shabbat yeah. Shalom Group and Shabbat Shalom Ellie Hagler. Hagler. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. You know what? I'll be, I'll be honest. I'm excited about that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, I was gonna, you know, just uh, Rosh Hashanah stuff. There's, we have a lot of articles coming up about Rosh Hashanah. You know, there's a lot of events coming up. I know uh, Rabbi Weinrib is doing something in, in uh, Israel. That's and if somebody wanted great. to sign up to, to find out more about Shabbat Shalom or the newsletter or to join it. Um, they can just do it at ou.org, and on the right-hand side, you can sign up for the newsletter. Yep. Just yeah. as easy as that. Um, just before uh, we get back to comedy, because I think it's really interesting, I want to talk a little bit about what it's like being an Orthodox Jew mm-hmm. um, you know, in that world. Um, here's going to play one more song. Here is Out of the Box, uh, from the CD for the Maccabees, Out of the Box. Here is When You Believe. Understood. No, we are not afraid. 
And that was the Maccabees from the CD Out of the Box with When You Believe. You're Great listening song. to the Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Elliot Hagler. I'm the Assistant Director of Yacha, and I'm being joined today by Eitan Levine, who's the Online Marketing Coordinator at the Orthodox Union, but also is a stand-up comic. Eitan, tell us a little bit about what it's like, you know, you can talk about when you were in high school or when you went to Israel for the year or when you're in college and now as a professional, what it's like being an Orthodox Jew in the comedy world. I am sure that there are other Orthodox comedians, but I'm assuming, and I think safely, that many are not and might not even be familiar with Orthodox Judaism. Yeah, uh, so first, I think, as far as I know, that I've met, uh, I think I'm the only Orthodox Jewish one that keeps, like, Shabbos kosher and everything like that, that I've met that does stand-up uh, as, and as as much as I like stand up and improv and sketch and everything mm-hmm. that I do, so I don't know if there's another one. So that's so yeah, so that's the first thing. Second thing, hey, listen, I, I don't do shows on Shabbos, you know, like I don't eat at non-kosher places, and for the most part, uh, everywhere that I've gone, everyone's been very respectful of that. You know, I'm on a, a improv house team at the pit called Class Again uh, Wednesdays at seven. We had a show last night. Um, and it, it, you know, we're, when we're booking shows and we're booking practice rehearsals and you know we're booking directors and stuff like that, uh, I don't need to tell them twice. They know. They know. They know Saturdays yeah. are off limits. Like I'll get emails. I'll be like, well, uh, you know, like we have this. Like, oh, well, what are rehearsal schedule for for September? Oh, we know it's like Friday's out. Oh, uh, September's got to be crazy because there's so many Yom Tovim. September actually works out a little bit because all the the holiday. I'm missing. So this week, uh, so I'm missing one show. I'm missing one show basically throughout Wednesday September. Wednesday night, Rosh Hashanah is Wednesday night. Rosh Hashanah, because it's Labor Day, uh, they're doing something called a mix-up where they switch the house team uh, up to basically... Like, oh, so your Wednesday night would have been so, shows actually on Monday So night. I asked them to be put on Monday, so I actually got put on Monday uh, for this week. This coming Monday for Labor Day. Yeah, so I didn't... So if somebody wanted to go see you in this show, how do they do that? So what you would do is that you would go to the People's Improv Theater every Wednesday at 7... Uh, I also, yeah, and Wednesday 7 is my typical day. I perform, you know, uh, But somebody can just times. go, wait in line, and, and get yeah. in. Yeah, it's uh, part of the Super Free Wednesday program. That, improv theaters are a lot different than comedy, than stand-up comedy clubs, in that like, they, there's an emphasis on making, uh, you know, it, do, it, it doesn't cost much. There's no item minimum. It's more of a theater setting. It's more of a about the art than, you know, stand-up comedy clubs are a little bit, tend to be a little bit more money-oriented, which is fine for them. You know, they make money, and that's how they thrive and stuff like that. I mean, but at the same time, I'm assuming... Um, sorry, well, improv groups yeah. or improv theaters are also not losing money, otherwise they wouldn't no, be open for they, very they long. Make, they make but a lot it's, of money it's definitely much cheaper. Yeah, it's, it, for the audience, it's, it, they make a lot. They, they, yeah, for the audience, they offer really good comedy to the audience. Uh, they make they make money off classes, so there's not a need to charge. You know, oh, they need to give comedy classes to yeah, help people or yeah. to yeah. naturally make the money. So yeah. then these people can then practice their yeah. craft yeah. at a much reduced rate to the yeah. viewer. Yeah. Interesting, fantastic. So, what's it like being, so, you know, a Jew? So, yeah. So, so the first thing is that, Wait, you know, not I mean, what's it like being a Jew. You can really great. ask that to a lot of people that I know. What's it like being a Jew? You ever get you guys in ever the do comedy Passover? world? It's fantastic. <laughs> I suggest Passover. I suggest circus. Uh No, like I, there's an understanding that there's certain things I won't be able to do. You know, there's an also. And you found that so far, you know, everybody's been understanding been more than about it. There hasn't been a moment where I've been like, uh, where, where you I've had feel... to double take and be like, oh, that was kind of anti-Semitic or something. Right. There's never been anything, you know, like, of course, like, people joke around and we're like, you know, we make But that's jokes all jokes around, around, that's fine. Yeah, you know, there's, there's, there's other ethnicities there that we make fun of also, so I don't think there's any, there's, I've never been a uh, front, I've never had a moment where I've been like, okay, this is... You've never actually been led, led to feel uncomfortable. Yeah, 
So that's a fair thing. So, yeah, so uh, as far as that's concerned, everyone's been very accommodating. You know, if we go out for dinner afterwards, it's, a, it's a usually a kosher place or something and like that. And everybody else is cool with that. Everyone's fine with that's that. That's really great. Yeah. That's really, yeah. that's very nice. Um, and, you know, you just, you, you, you know, when I, when I book shows, I make sure that they're not on holidays or, 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 or Shabbos or anything like that. Uh, Shabbos. I combined four different <laughs> pronunciations of that word. I managed to offend the Syrian and Ashkenazi communities with that. But at least you're offending... Yeah, 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 Jews. Jews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Jews take stuff in stride. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I went, so if you want to talk about the kosher comedy tour for a little bit, so that was uh, the idea kind of came from, uh, you know, there's Hillel and Chabad houses on campus, sure. and there's Jewish programs on campus, you know, and they, they want to, they, you know, they want to book comedy and stuff like that, but there's an issue where they don't know that there's non like Catskill like my wife taker comedians that you know are college age that can kind of gear towards the college crowd but are also clean so the kosher comedy college tour was the idea was to provide uh, clean relevant comics to college uh, to college crowds so, so you started this we yeah me yeah I started this and then uh, I brought on Andrew Taven who's another comic uh, who helps me out uh, and we went to like 15 is colleges. Andrew also Jewish yeah is he orthodox uh yeah he went to uh, Cooper, Memphis, and you know. Does oh, comedy. cool! Very nice. Oh, okay. He's in New York now, also. Yeah, yeah. He went to NYU. Um, okay, so the two of you started this comedy, yeah, kosher we, comedy tour. Yeah, and then we, you know, we went to a bunch of different uh, colleges and stuff like that, and uh, you know, and it, it, so you know, when we when we do show, when I have to do shows out of town, I make sure that you know they're not on Shabbos or stuff like that, or if they are, or if they are cutting it close to Shabbos, that I have somewhere to stay, or if they're on a Saturday night, I have somewhere to stay before, you know, if I travel. So it's all just about, like, yeah, like, I've had to say no to shows, but at the same time, you know, I haven't had an issue, you know, too big of an issue. That's great, man. I'll tell you, like, for me, I mean, not for me, I work at a Jewish organization, but my wife is a doctor at Mount Medical Center in the Bronx. Um, you know, I mean, it's grand, different, you know, you're in New York, she's in New York. In New York, people in general are certainly more familiar. Yeah. Um, you know, like, my wife went out to dinner two weeks ago with her team in the neurology department, and of course they all said, you know, hey, Shani, which kosher yeah. place? You know, you pick the restaurant, let's go. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know this, and I don't know if you've had this yet, but I'm assuming, like, if you were to do a show in, you know, I don't know, Idaho, Iowa, probably places that don't have a very famous young Israel yeah. of fill-in-the-blank, uh, they, they yeah. might be less familiar and accommodating. The young um, Israel of Sioux City isn't really uh, yeah. selling out holiday <laughs> tickets. <laughs> but like, yeah. I mean, have you had that yet? Where you've gone somewhere, you know, really what you and I, as New York, New Jersey people, would consider "quote unquote" out of town? I think the closest thing that, uh, not comedy, why I was on a CJF trip, which is a program at, at, at the Center for the Jewish yeah. Future, part of YU. Yeah. Uh, we went to uh, Birmingham, Alabama after a tornado to, to fix it, uh-huh. and we fixed it. Uh, that was very nice of you. <laughs> yeah. Alabama's fine. We also we, There is a uh, Jewish community in Alabama. There is, uh, uh, is it in Birmingham? I don't remember. Uh, uh, yeah, the shul there is gorgeous. It's a really? beautiful shul. Um, and... And uh, so supposedly, yeah. So like we were going to, we we were fixing houses, and there were for sure people there who were just like who've never met, never Jews seen or a like Jew, that. or never. the organization Nechama, which is right. do with a uh, Jewish disaster relief. Uh, uh, you know, so if there's ever like a tornado or a hurricane or something like that that wipes out an area, they fix it. So they've had a lot of things where they'd go to like somewhere, you know, in the middle of, uh, you, you know, wherever they'd be the first Jews that that town's ever seen. So like that. So but so you really haven't had. It. The opportunity, not the opportunity. <laughs> I've never been blessed by... <laughs> by the ability to be felt uncomfortable or have some... 
No, I've never. I'm hoping. Fingers crossed, though. I'm booking a a, a Bible Belt tour. I'm really hoping uh, it gets me awkward. What does that mean? A Bible tour? Bible Belt. Bible, but what is that? That's like south. It's in the south. The Bible Belt. Oh, it's a, it's it's a, a region. Term. It's a term, oh. yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, you're listening to The Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Eli Hagler. I'm the assistant director of Riach, and I'm being joined today by Eitan Levine in our last show uh, leading up to before uh, Rosh Hashanah. Of course, you can find us here um, again on September the 12th. We'll be back here at our regular time on Thursday afternoons at 5 p.m. And then, like I said at the beginning of the show, very exciting news for the next season, which begins uh, after Sukkot of the Nachum Siegel Network programming. You can find me, the OU, the Jewish Reaction, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network on Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m., uh, which will be right after Nachum every morning on uh, JM and the AM. You can find me on NachumSiegel.com. Uh, uh, Eitan, what, what else is, what's, I don't know, what's going on in comedy? Uh, a lot. Uh, no, I don't know. Uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, we, uh, huh. I don't, I don't know. There's stuff's going on. You know, let, uh, let me ask you a NBC. question. Do you, I, I think, and I, I did this to you when I first, yeah. well, we had met a few years ago, but when you first uh, came to the OU, I did this to you. And, you know, you were, you said you were a comedian or yeah. it came up and I said, okay, Tell me a joke. Oh God! Doesn't that happen all the time? And it's probably so annoying. I, this, this, you know, like, is, oh, I'm, I'm an accountant. Oh, yeah. make me a spreadsheet. What yeah. does that mean? When people say "tell me a joke," I, it, like fear goes over. When people say "tell me a joke," I feel like those World War II wives when they'd hear the doorbell and their heart skips a beat. That's what I feel like when I hear <laughs> someone says, uh, "Tell me a joke." I, I By the way, that, that was Alex, our engineer, <laughs> laughing in the background. Alex, you like that one? <laughs> That was good. That's a thumbs up from Alex. Oh, it's terrible. Cause I don't. I, what do you want me to tell you? I would, waka waka. I don't. I don't know what to say when people they say tell you a joke. But that probably happens all the time. No, all the time. Yeah. I hate it. And now I make sure that it doesn't happen because I, I never go outside. No, uh, <laughs> it's, it's terrible. Uh, no, like every shop is me all mad. They're like, oh, you do comedy. Oh, I get. I try. I inadvertently like. The, I guess the fallout has been that anytime like I'm at a shop is like that, people get like awkwardly. Like comedically competitive. They with try. Me. Yeah, I, was oh, like, I did that. Oh, I was like, like, hey, that's joke. funny, right? Try this one off for size. And Rav Yochanan walks into a bar. I don't know. Like, it's just not. <laughs> it's never anything. That is a classic good. one when yeah. Rav Yochanan walks into a bar and says, "Ouch." Yeah. All right, pretty good. Huh? <laughs> Rav Yochanan walks into a bar and then yells at all the patrons for being in a bar. <laughs> that's the end of that joke. Um, let's see. We have just a few minutes left, but you know, let's, let's finish off with, with some good stuff. Yeah. But before we do that, we're gonna play one more song. Which I want to thank you, by the way. Mm. I don't think we've done that on the air. It's a great song. For choosing uh, all of today's music. Uh, here is the Maccabees mm. with Modem. Mm.
And that was the Maccabees with Modem from the CD uh, out of the box. You're great listening song. to the Jewish reaction. You got can't have the same reaction for every song. They can't all They're be all great. Good. I guess they are pretty good. You're you right. hear that? You're listening to the Jewish reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Ellie Hagman, the assistant director of Yachad, and I'm being joined today by the OU's online marketing coordinator, Eitan Levine, who is also um, a stand-up comic and somebody who's been doing a number of different things um, in the comedy world. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, like your most recent shows. Now you're doing these, these improv groups yeah. um, at Upright Citizens Brigade and The Pit and a few other yeah. um, improv yeah. theaters uh, in Manhattan. So... Uh so the two the two lesser things is it, uh, at the Magnet Theater I do uh, musical improv a uh, little bit there. What is musical improv? It's uh, regular improv scenes. Uh, improv. Okay, so improv. Uh, a lot of people think improv is like uh, whose lines anyways, like improv games, and that's no, a kind that's of that's considered I... short form improv. What I do is called long form improv. It's uh, I feel like such a meaning your show goes I feel off like, like half a, an hour. Not I feel for 30 like the seconds. guy at the at the at the party who's like, oh, this beer's okay. You ever have you know that's, that's what I feel like right now. <laughs> it, long form improv basically like. Uh, we get a, a one word or phrase suggestion, and we and we do twenty five ish minutes of scenes based just off based that one. on. Yeah. And the suggestion comes from the audience, so it's literally it's improv. There's no way for you to know what's happening. Everything's beforehand. made up on the spot. So uh, you know, I do musical improv at the, at the Magnet Theater, and uh, I do you know I also do improv occasionally at, at Upright Citizens Brigade, and I'm on a house team, uh, improv house team on the Pit main stage on Wednesdays at seven. We had a show last night, um, and you know, you just. Uh, Every yeah, I, it, there's classes you take, and then you know you go through the levels of the classes. You know you do as many jams as possible. You kind of work at it, and you get to audition and audition. And uh, I think when I auditioned, there were over 200 people that auditioned for around 20, 25 spots, and I was lucky enough to be put on a, an amazing team. And uh, congratulations. every six months, they either uh, reshuffle or, or keep teams or move, and we survived the six month purge. And we got moved up to the main stage, which was an uh, honor. And now we're performing every uh, Wednesday. So this Wednesday, where is it? Is it at the pit? The pit is uh, 24th and Park. It's right by Stern. If there's any Stern girls listening, come out. <laughs> Bring come your out, single listen, friends. Support, uh, show up. Support Aton. That's right. And that's at, you said it's the pit. 24th and Lex? 24th and Park. Between Park and Lex. 24th between Park and Lex. Yeah. And, and that's on uh, Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Last night's show had a full house? A uh, full house. Wow. Yeah. So make sure to get there early oh, then. It was a gem. I would say a rare gem, but they're all gems. They're all gems. And, like you uh, said, you've never had a bad show. Never had a bad show. And I also do, uh, do sketches. Sketches written out stuff, like more SNL kind of stuff. Uh, and uh, we do in front of a Have you ever had the show. ability to, the ability, the, the honor, I don't know, have you ever seen SNL live? No. I, it's impossible to get tickets. I did it. Really? Yeah. Um, one of my best friends actually is a, a production assistant on the Today Show. No. Uh, so he has friends, you know, who work at NBC, and he works at NBC, and he has a friend in Saturday Night Live, so he got us tickets. I saw Justin announced their uh, new cast, or their, uh, they've hired four people. You know the guy from the commercial, the Allstate commercials? The guy uh, who's the president from 24? No, that's the guy who's the president of 24. <laughs> this guy is the, uh, uh, he does the, he's like, uh, there's a round table, he's talking to kids, and he goes, yeah. that's a pain in the buttons. Yeah, yeah, He got hired. He's oh, I love president. that guy. Yeah. My sister loves one of those commercials because she's a math teacher, Yeah. and the little kids are just talking about the biggest number they've ever heard, and one guy says a million, one kid says infinity, <laughs> and one kid says ten. <laughs> 
kids, kids looks say the says, darndest really? things. Really? <laughs> uh, oh, ooh, wow, Eitan. I think we're actually just about out of time. Oh, it's been God. a pleasure. This has been fun. Eitan, I want to thank you for joining it's me. Would you? Box, it's, it's a little warm in the studio, <laughs> but you know we're, we're looking into changing that. Right, Shitty. Alex? Yeah, thumbs up from Alex. Yeah. Um, so you'll come back and join us again. Yeah, whenever you want. Me. Awesome. Come out, uh, every Wednesday at seven. Wednesday at seven at the pit on twenty fourth. Follow 24th. me on Twitter at Eitan the goalie. That's E I T A N T H E G O A L I E. Follow me Aton on Tumblr. The Tumblr. I don't even know what Tumblr is. That's the Levine Machine. Tumblr. Com. The follow Levine me there. Machine and on Twitter at Aton the at Goalie. Aton follow me on JDate. Mickey Blue Eyes. My name. Eighty eight <laughs> on JDate. I have a oh. Coffee Meets Bagel account. Anyways. Sounds <laughs> sounds like fun. Yeah. Thanks for joining me, Aton. It's been a pleasure. You've been listening to the Jewish Reaction here on the Nachum Siegel Network. My name is Ellie Hagler, and of course, you can catch us every week. And with 24-7 programming, depending on where you are in the world, at NachumSiegel.com. Our next show is going to be on September 12th. I want to thank you all for joining me, and have a great weekend. Play us out, Alex. Alex.